Welcome to the TJI Preaching and Ministry Podcast, your source for all things preaching and ministry from the Jenkins Institute. This is your host, Jonathan Sanford, and now your friend, Jeff and Dale Jenkins. Thank you, Jonathan. Great to have you with us today, live as our day host. Jeff, how did you get that to happen? Well, Dale Jonathan has been a great friend for a number of years, and uh, he was heavily involved in the beginning of our last leaders conference up here in Dallas, and he was our MC. And uh, Jonathan now uh, is the uh, public address announcer for the San Antonio Spurs, and had his last home game last night. It was a big night, wasn't it, Jonathan? Absolutely, it was a great night. You know, to go forty and one in a in a season at home to only lose one home game an entire season, man, that's a, a very memorable experience. So you don't travel with the team. You, you're just there at home games normally. So have they figured out now that, that you were for, you were 40-1 and one on the season and most of the games they lost was when you weren't there? Maybe you're the magic Rubicon for them? I can promise you one thing, Coach Greg Popovich loves it when they're on the road, so he doesn't have to put up hearing with my uh, hearing my loud voice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jonathan, thank you so much for. I, I know you're you're extremely busy. You, you work with the Spurs, and you're involved in ministry with a, a great church, and you have a family. And uh, I, I just want to tell you how much we appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule to to help us out with this, and appreciate your friendship and. We appreciate the fact that you've made a commitment to do a, an introduction for us uh, each time we do this podcast. Most of them will be recorded, but thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Hey, Jeff. Well, I wanted, thank you both. I wanted to ask Jonathan, if you would, before he goes, to introduce uh, you uh, kind of like he was introducing one of the San Antonio Spurs. Well, I can do that for both of you. Uh, in fact, uh, let's do it this way. From Spring Hill, Tennessee, Dale Jenkins, and from Flower Mound, Texas, the one and only Jeff Jenkins. <laughs> okay. So, our, first, our first audio clip we'll pull out of the show and use in future dates, Jeff. I'm going to start using that when I go on the road to guest speak places. Yeah, Jonathan, would you travel with us and introduce us every time? <laughs> yeah, let's let's see uh, let's see how congregations react as you uh, got up into the pulpit with that introduction. That would be interesting. Right. Hey, thanks a lot, hey guys. I, y'all are going to do a great job with this podcast. Uh, I'm excited to to see the fruits of your labor in this podcast and the the growth of it. The listeners, it's going to be a great deal. So I congratulate you all on this endeavor and and look forward to the great things coming from it. Thank you for being with us. Have a great day. Same to y'all. Okay, Dale. Yes, sir. Time for us to introduce our guest today. It's not going to be quite as exciting introduction as we just had, but uh, uh, do, you, do you want to introduce him, Jonathan Style? I mean, you lie. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't even want to try. But, but I am thrilled today to introduce our guest uh, for this uh, TJI uh, Preaching and Ministry podcast. Our guest today is Paul Shiro. Paul is the uh, preacher for the Southgate Church in San Angelo, Texas. Paul has been preaching there for around 30 years. And uh, Dale, Paul Shiro, uh, some of our listeners back in the Southeast will not recognize Paul as much as as those of us out here in the 
great Southwest, but Paul Shiro is a, is a household name in the great Southwest and uh, much, much loved preacher of the gospel and a uh, great, great uh, godly man. And we're thrilled to death to have him today, especially to be able to talk about what he's going to talk about. So, so Paul, welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here with the one and only <laughs> Dale and Jeff Jenkins. That would be two and only, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Paul, how'd you like that introduction? That's pretty good. I tell it? you, it was amazing. It was amazing. And uh, maybe a little bit true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Well, Paul, uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, this is a very special week on our podcast, and uh, we we are uh, wanting to talk about an aspect of ministry in the life of the church that's very important. Neil, talk a little bit more about it. Well, of course, Mother's Day is coming up, and one of the things that uh, I need to realize just in the last couple of years was that when you first start preaching you begin to understand that there are certain days that people anticipate you to preach on certain things, whether we like that or not. Uh, Christmas, people anticipate you're going to say something about the birth of Christ. Easter, people anticipate you're going to say something about, uh, about uh, the resurrection. But those are anticipations. But if Mother's Day rolls around and you don't say something about moms, it's not anticipation. It's, it's a problem. They, they expect you to say something about it. And then in that, when you've done it, you know, two or three years, it's like, well, that was fun and everything. And then you do it four or five years. And when you've done it you know, 30 or 40 years, suddenly you start, what am I going to do this year? I think I've about exhausted what I can do with Mother's Day. And so what we thought we'd do on this podcast is talk about some ways to honor moms on Mother's Day and some things that we could do that would honor them. And I uh, thought, uh, you know, that Paul would be a great guest for this, and we'll say more about that in a few minutes. So, Paul, uh, for, for people who are listening that, that, don't, uh, that might not know uh, about uh, your ministry and your work, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family and about the work there in San Angelo. Well, we've been, uh, I've been preaching for... Uh, uh, Hold on a second. Somebody's trying to call me, and I don't even know how to do it. I'm a very amateur at this computer business. I think you're getting beamed up. Beamed up? I guess that's what it is. Uh, I'm sure it's a – that's actually my granddaughter calling from down in uh, Bolivia, where she just started doing some mission work down there. So uh, I'll be uh, glad to talk to her later. I have uh, – I've been preaching for 40 – eight years, I guess, and uh, I've preached in four congregations uh, full-time. The last congregation, I've been there 30, uh, I've been there 38 years. You'll be 39 at, at Christmas time uh, here at San Angelo. I have a... Hey, Paul, I, uh, Paul. Yes. If you need to talk to her, I don't know. No, no, no. No, no, that's fine. You can step out and come back. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Uh, but we have a uh, – uh, our, our families have been involved in the church my whole life. My father was a gospel preacher, John Shero, uh, and 
the two of my brothers are preachers. There's three of us of the four boys in our family that, that preach. I have a brother named Mike that lives in Anchorage, Alaska. He preaches for the DeBar Church there. And uh, my uh, brother, Bo, preaches in Brownville, Texas, uh, close to Lubbock. And, uh, and my other brother, he's a deacon in the church and a, and a home builder. He said he took the Lord's first occupation. He's a carpenter. <laughs> we, uh, uh, we're big on the Lord and big on the church and big on the, the, the kingdom. And I have uh, one wife and two daughters and seven grandchildren. And we've, uh, family is really big to us. When I first started preaching, I decided I saw many preachers that uh, actually got themselves disqualified as preachers because their families came all apart. And, and uh, Patsy and I, that's my wife, we made a, a decision that we were never going to let that happen if, it was our, if we had anything to do with it. So our family's always first. And uh, we, uh, we not only love our family, but we take time with them. And, and uh, we had three grandchildren over last night for supper, and we're, we're doing stuff all the time with them. And uh, the reason for that is so that we can keep this, our family intact. Because if it's intact, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it keeps me intact. I really believe my family is my best credential. Because who wants to listen to you if you haven't, got, if you haven't proven what you are? So, so Paul, we're, what we're doing today is, and, and uh, every, everybody who knows you knows that's what you've said is true, and, and that's, uh, I think that's one of the, one of the reasons that people love and appreciate you so much is because you, you, you don't just stand up and preach, but you live what you say, and uh, that's a great blessing to a lot of people. And you have uh, recently uh, written a book, put together a book. That, that deals with devotions uh, for families. Uh, talk a little bit about that book, about the origin of it, and about uh, how it came about, and about uh, what you plan to do with that book, and what you would recommend other churches could do. All right. I got the idea from the book from you. I did, you might not know it, but I was helping with your uh, uh, seminar that you have there at, uh, in Louisville every year for younger preachers, and you talked about preaching from Father's Mother's Day to Father's Day, uh, all the sermons during those seven Sundays uh, uh, being about family. And I thought, now that's a great idea. And uh, so I started working on that, and I got to thinking about it would be good to have something else to uh, take care of those other 43 days that uh, uh, in a personal devotional time. We, uh, we're big on that. We, we like not only read our Bible every day, but from time to time have a, some sort of a short-term uh, personal devotional. And so one thing led to another, and we built, and we, we, what we did was we took uh, uh, 43 different uh, standalone type uh, daily devotionals uh, with a scripture that had, to, they're all about family, fathers, mothers, children, discipline, uh, uh, the the covenant we have as a family, and I've uh, I put a scripture at the top and uh, and the the little daily devotional idea and then a prayer. Uh, I really think the prayer was kind of an interesting thing for me. I, I've never written down prayers, 
And uh, to so what I did is I'd pray, and then I'd say, "What did I actually pray when I prayed that?" And and the idea is to give a person a little tool to start the their thinking. It's not a sermon; it's just something to kind of get them thinking in a certain way. And uh, what we're doing here is that we uh, we have enough of these books to give to one to every every family in the congregation and next Sunday we'll be handing them out and telling them to get ready for uh, uh, for Mother's Day and we'll have a sermon uh, of having to do with a uh, family and then then each day in between we have it have these uh, daily devotionals we hope it'll pull us together and maybe we'll do some good so Paul those books uh, this book is uh uh, a collection of, of kind of, of articles that you've written through the years. Is that right? Yes. Uh, what, what I did is I went back through uh, other things that I'd written and I pulled out the, the 200 of them that were about family and I tried to sort through and get the better ones. And uh, they, they had to be rewritten because this isn't a bulletin or a newspaper, but it, uh, we, that, that is where we got the idea. And I'm big on stories. I love, I love stories, my own stories and other people's stories. And, and uh, I like telling stories. I like hearing stories. And, and I think most people do. You know, Jesus, he, he never taught without telling a story. So that's uh, what, uh, what we're trying to do here. Well, what, what an outstanding idea of, of taking these books, uh, these devotionals, putting them in book form, and then giving one to every family in the church and, and making them available to them as a devotion, family devotional from Mother's Day to Father's Day and to spend that time to, to concentrate on building our families during that period of time that, that uh, seems just perfectly built. And uh, we were honored and appreciate so very much, Brother Paul, that you allowed us to be a part of this by allowing us to publish the book. And we also were very honored that, uh, that we are able to make this book available to others. <clears throat> Jeff, what we're doing today is we're going to make this book available to anyone who hears this podcast. You buy uh, 10 or more copies of the book. We'll make them available to you for $5 each. Now, we'll, there'll be a little bit for shipping on there, not much, but a little bit for shipping on there. But for $5 a book, and if any church or individual wants to order five or more copies of these that they can give out to their family or to other individuals, just contact us at the Jenkins Institute at gmail.com and you can go on uh, and we will, we will help you in the ordering of those books and, and bid you for them or however you want us to handle that. We, we're honored to be able to make that available. And Paul, we thank you for letting us be a part of, of your effort to, to make these book, these devotionals available on a larger audience. You are, have been very kind to me in this whole deal because I, this is my first effort at, at uh, you know, I write bulletin articles and I write newspaper articles and, and we work up sermons, but this is the first time I ever tried to uh, make a, a, a book. And it's uh, one reason that I really like what y'all are doing is it, it it's uh, you're making it possible for people to get these at a kind of a price that uh, if a church doesn't do it, it would just be because they didn't want to do it because the, the price is certainly enough. And maybe it'll be a launching thing if we could get some families to to back up and to take another strong stand on the family. As you know, that's that's not only the cornerstone of our whole culture, but uh, when the family's gone, we're all, we're gone. And uh, 
this is what makes for strong churches. It's what makes for strong uh, preaching, makes for strong uh, uh, communities. And that's what we're trying to do with them. Paul, you mentioned, I want to ask you a question. You mentioned about uh, uh, you love hearing stories and telling stories and talked about how Jesus uh, taught using stories. Um, when you think about your preaching and when you think about trying to help families in, in your, through your preaching, uh, those of us who are trying to encourage families and assist families and help families, how, how do you recommend to use stories to help families be stronger? Well, there's, because you guys know this, but there's, there's two sources of truth that we, that we have. We have the revealed truth of God's word, and we could just read the Bible and everybody would be better off, you know. That revealed truth is, is inerrant, and it's always right, and it's, uh, it's inspired, and, and it's profitable for everything. But there's another source of truth that people have that uh, is not as strong as that as far as uh, the foundation there, and that's our experiences. And that experience, that's why we don't touch hot stoves and things like that. We, we have this whole body of, of information that we just know. And we know because we've seen it. Uh, we know who we are as a family because we have a story and other, other, uh, and other people's stories. Well, I, uh, this is more like the preaching of Jesus when we start with the story or we start with, with this first truth that everybody has the first truth we have is our our experiences and so when we're telling a story now that story actually becomes a part of our experience and and that's a then we we go from that and we make the link to the scripture which is the uh not only the inspired truth but the revealed truth to us and if we have to make corrections in our experience we correct to the scripture but that link between the written word of God and the and our experience is where we all live. Now, a lot of people that don't know the word, they, that all they have is their stories, but everybody has these stories. If you look at the sermons in the Old Testament, they were all stories. They tell about here's who you are. Uh, here's your, and they go from, it's the same sermon over and over again. They start with either Abraham or, or Moses in, in the wilderness, and they tell their story, their relationship with God. Well, there's there's other stories that are not quite as as obvious in our life, and if and if we can if we can link them to the revealed word of God, so that uh, they're, they're, we're getting the right message from our story, uh, it is very effective. And really, the the difference between expository preaching that starts in the Bible and then works out to our experience. And inductive preaching that starts with our experience and works back to the Bible is just the order you put it in because the real thing is is making that link. So, Paul, uh, you mentioned about everybody in the Bible had a story. Uh, don't you don't you think also that um, that every person today has their own story and every oh, yes. oh, yeah. family has a story and. Part of our job as ministers, and we're talking about ministry today and preaching, part of our job is to learn how to listen to people's stories, isn't it? That's right. That's right. And and uh, and such a such a benefit when we when we do that, when we hear the story, 
and I don't mean that we go around telling everybody secrets and everything, but what we do is we see that big mass of, of universal truth that we know from experience as a people or as a, as a culture or whatever, we have a lot, a lot more in common than we, than we might imagine, you know, uh, and in family, it's certainly the truth. Um, all women want their husband to love them. All men want their wives to respect them. Uh, we all want our children to honor us. And our children want to have the security of knowing that big people in their family love them and will protect them. And they, these are all shared things, whether you're rich or poor, it doesn't really matter. And and when we, when we realize that we have a lot of common ground, we start off with a with a pretty big head start on now how do we fix this whatever it is that's uh, kind of out of whack at the time and we and we can minister to people better when we're when, when we listen and they will appreciate us more when they know we're listening oh yes oh yes if you don't listen it doesn't matter what else you do uh, and uh, yeah I, I know uh, I'll give you an example here's a story we had an old retired preacher move here one time, and he was uh, oh, he was about 80 years old, and, and uh, all of his uh, preaching style and everything was was very dated. He uh, he preached topical sermons, and he you know, and it was King James Bible, and well, he was a real sweet man, but you know his his method of communication was was from another era. Well, our our, our youth minister moved, and we're, our our youth group was was declining. And this old man said, "I'll take care of those kids." <laughs> and he goes into that Bible class of teenagers with charts that he made probably forty years ago, and flip charts and his King James Bible, and the class grew enormously. And and I and I was so interested in it. I watched it, and what he did was, and he loved them, and he liked nothing more than to just sit and listen to them talk to him. And so they all thought of him like he was their grandfather. And it was it was truly amazing of what was happening to them, as as this old man. He even bought a computer. He'd never had a computer before. He bought a computer and went to the and 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 would send them emails every day and got under, you know, got into their life. And I was just, uh, I was just, uh, amazed. And, and what he did was he just listened. Uh, he would go to church camp and put a folding chair under a tree and just sat there. And the little kids would just flock around him. And he said, I'm just going to be grandpa down here. And I miss him greatly because he did the same thing with me. We, we hit it right off and it was, uh, uh, his sweetness and his genuineness, but mostly his interest in others. And so when he told a story about something he did in 1950, the kids just hung on every word, even though all of the methods he was using as far as uh, how he organized the talk and what he did was, was uh, you'd think no one would listen to this, but they listened because of he was able to make that connection. And that's, that's what, that's what we're trying to do with this book. I hope we do. But uh, well, I think you have, Paul. That's a great story. That's such rich stuff. Thank you so very much. Jeff, we wanted to take a couple of minutes as we wrap up today and not just talk about this book, but talk about some other uh, ways that churches can 
can honor their uh, honor moms on Mother's Day, and then as we get closer to Father's Day, we may have some time to talk about Father's Day. But but today, we really want to take a few minutes and talk about some other ways. There's some simple things I know, like a lot of churches do. You know, they'll have uh, the young men or the young men and young women as moms come into the service that day, give them a rose, or as they leave that day to give them a rose. And that's a, a very inexpensive way to honor your moms and to recognize them. Uh, Jeff, I know y'all thought of other ways that y'all recognize the honor moms. Dale, in, through the years, we've done a lot of different things. We've had, you know, everybody who is a mother to stand up and uh, then have somebody bring them a rose while they're standing there in the assembly. We've had, uh, you know, we've recognized the, uh, the oldest mom in the building and, and given her some kind of special, something special. And we recognize the youngest mother in the building and given her something special. Uh, some things like uh, they'll call muffins for mom. Uh, and yeah, you talked about that a while back. I love the idea. In fact, we're going to do that one this year at Spring Meadows. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, muffins for mom and donuts for dad. On Mother's Day, we have uh, – we have uh, we bring in just bring in muffins. You can get them at Sam's or if somebody wants to make them. But we ask we don't want the moms to do any cooking. Uh, but they they come and their dads bring the children. And we have coffee and muffins before worship or Bible study, and and it's just a just another way to honor honor moms. Uh, and then of course use sermons that uh, encourage moms. Uh, one of the things that we've learned through the years is that we want to encourage moms on Mother's Day and we want to encourage dads on Father's Day, but we don't want to beat up dads on Mother's Day. You know, sometimes we have this tendency to, to say we're going to honor moms today and the way we do that is by beating up dads from the pulpit. And I think that's a, yeah. a, a dangerous approach to take. I think that's because most of us who preach are dads. And so when we appreciate our moms in our lives. And so we'll spend all this time honoring moms. And then on Father's Day, we'll tell about how you need to be a better dad. And, and we don't honor them sometimes. And the same text that teaches us honor moms teaches us to honor, honor dads as well. And I, Jeff, your idea of, of, of muffins for moms is great. And I'm doing that with our elders and talking about muffin mom and donuts and dad. And one of our elders said, I'd rather us do fillets with fathers. Than, than uh, donuts with dads. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. I like that. Fillets with fathers. Okay. All right, Jeff. Let's uh, let's wrap this up today. There might be others that have ideas, and if you're listening to us on iTunes or on Stitcher or on YouTube, uh, feel free to make comments in the comments section, and maybe you'll have ideas of ways you can honor moms on Mother's Day. And, uh, but Jeff, uh, uh, we want to thank Brother Paul for being with us. Paul. Um, uh, again, we appreciate so much you're taking time, and we appreciate the book you've put together. Little Birdie told me you might be putting together another book or two, possibly. Yes, I've got uh, – you've kind of started a little fire in me here. I've got two or three little things I'm working on. So Great. They're going to be a little different from this. but. Uh, hey, Paul, uh, I want to uh, – I can't wait to see you in June. We're going to get together for a few days and go up to Red River together and look forward to that. Laura and I love seeing you and Patsy and – I want to thank you for being such a great friend. The church is really excited already that you're coming to be with us in June, and and, uh, and I'm looking forward to us going to Red River together. We're going to have a great time. Dale, take us out. Jeff, it's been great to be here, and it's been good to have Brother Paul with us today. And thank everyone who listens. If you have show ideas or questions for us, send those to us at the Jenkins Institute at gmail.com. And until next time. We look forward to seeing you again and wish you a great day in the ministry of the Lord.